Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. W-J-B-R Internet Radio for the Inquisitive Mind and the Sophisticated Ear. is feeling really good. I am for certain, okay? Let me just tell you that um, I wanted to create something special, um, the um, Rapid Fire with Bernadette Stannis. I've been watching it all week. That was really a great and fun. She's wonderful. We have to have her back on. Just wonderful. Um, As crazy as the world is today to have someone with such a positive energy come through would be great. So we had to talk to Poppy Chulo so that we can make that happen again. I hope that everybody, everybody within the sound of my voice is having a wonderful day. And um, I'm going to play a song by our guest from Wednesday night. And this song was released, is being released What's today's date? Is today, today's the 12th. It was released yesterday. So please go out and support her, Latrice Bush. The name of the song is Caffeine. The way that you smell 
Oh, <laughs> 
just what in the world is going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. Nathan has now joined the political circle. I mean, he's always <laughs> been political, but now he's been voted into some office as an elections official. Um, not that what's going on, although we do have an election coming up, a very important election, as a matter of fact. Um, I, I, I'm serious. I just want to get his take on all this war stuff and how, mm. you know, it, it because mm. of the war, we mm. are we are. It's 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 overcompensating all of our news, and as you know, up until the point that there was there was just so much news in our country, right? There was just so much that we were keeping our eye on in terms of what's going on in government. And now the... Um, this forced recession. Right. There's a recession. There's um, there's so much going on. There's just so much going on that I think... And some of it is good and some of it is, is crazy not good. So... Um, there's just a lot of things that we're not we're not seeing, and it'd be nice to have um Nathan if he has a minute to pop on. Let me see if I can get him a link if he can just pop on in a little bit listen it's it's um for me, I try to do I'm definitely limiting my intake on uh news. And that gets tricky sometimes because it's like you don't want to hear, you know how they say, you don't want to hear stuff on the street. But, you know, the news is kind of the street now, too, and you take that with a grain of salt because everybody's reporting the same thing sometimes right, sometimes uh, wrong, sometimes late. You know, you just it's just stuff. Sometimes twisted, sometimes curvy. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's. That's the thing. Yeah, take your take your time. Um, you know, twelve thirty would be a good time to pop on. Twelve thirty, you know, it's like a half an hour before the end of the show. If you if you could do that, that'd be fine. I I sent you the link. Awesome. Right, and the views, information, or opinions expressed during brunch in the basement series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of WJBR. Internet Radio. Thank you so much for that, Poppy Chulo. Yes, Mr. Chulo. Thank you, thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, so there's a there's a lot going on, and I know that Nathan keeps his um, hand on the pulse of um, local news and American news and um, things that affect the LGBT community and um, the POC community. So. You know, it'd be nice to just have them come in and and catch us up if there's anything spectacular that we missed. Um, I know that, you know, like the Senate passing, did pass the Emmett Till um, anti-lynching law. It's it's now um, finally a hate crime. Finally, yeah. Okay, that's funny. I, my my finally go to song is C C Peniston. Finally, that's a good one. That's a good one. 
You know, that's 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 my go to finally. And actually that wasn't finally, that was supposed to be suddenly. I swapped out a verse. So I mean swapped out some words as I frequently do. <laughs> as I tend to do. If you're watching on my Facebook page, which there are people who continue to do that. Please <laughs> please um Watch what you ask for, Walt. You just may get it. Oh, my gosh, Walt, no. (laughs) Speaking of Walt, I have been hanging out on Walt's page uh, on TikTok every now and then. He's always going to take you back to that classic R&B. So, you know, and soul music and dance music and, you know, just classic music. So, you know, if if you're a TikToker, check out Big Walt. and. um, Stop. You know, give him some love. Give him some love. I'm um, well, trying to limit time. my patient's news exposure to one hour during my shift. They definitely don't need the added stress. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah, and it's, and it's interesting. Folks do not understand how anxiety works when it when you don't even have to think. You know, it's just what you filter. It's what you filter, and your responses to what you filter. And sometimes they're subtle. Sometimes they're not so subtle. You know, sometimes you find yourself, you know, reacting to to, think, to a current, actually, as my mother used to say, a current in the street that you just don't know where it is. And limiting yourself to things like news, social media, whatever it is, maybe, maybe uh, dramatic and, and uh, stressed people in your life. This is true, Misty J. You're right. Biden has to, has to sign the bill. So as far as I'm concerned, it's passed. And if, if he don't sign that bill... That's not good, okay? He's looking for trouble. Yeah, for- yeah. He'd be looking for a lot of trouble if he didn't sign that bill, if he doesn't sign that bill. So, yeah. Um, but you're absolutely right. Um, and thank you. Thank you for that, Misty. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I Also, let me just say, not mm-hmm. telling people's business, but. Um, <laughs> not telling people's business, but. But, but. I just want to say that um, it does my heart so good to see pictures of chatterboxes together. Oh, man. And that's all I want to say about that. When I see the chatterboxes, a picture of chatterboxes hanging out in real time, in real life, outside of the basement, and then coming back to the basement, that makes me that's the dream. That's the dream. That's the dream right there. So. D and dope. The D and dope. Yeah, that's the D and dope. You know, because you know, before there's the D, there's the H. So you know, first we hope we bring people together, and then it's dope when we are actually able to connect good spirited energies together. Ah. Oh. If you're not listening, the street light just came on. Come on in the house now before I come inside in my house, coat and rollers. <clears throat> First of all, you are of a certain understanding when you use the term house coat. <laughs> that is a certain understanding. That is a classic understanding of what it is, the term house coat. Mm-hmm. Why do you end up regretting it? Misty J. I'd like to pull on that a little bit. Would you like to share? Um, Are you the life of the party? 
Uh huh. Do too much. A little bit. Do you do too much? Do you say too much? Yep. Yes, Misty. Drill down on that. A bit. Is that tonight, Pop? Savings is tonight, so we spring ahead. So we lose an hour. Right. So then at midnight, we change the clock to 1 a.m. Is that how that works? Mm-hmm. So let me ask a question, and this may be weird, a weirdo question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What is the overall purpose of this spring forward? Why do we not, why don't we just leave the clocks alone? What is the issue? It began for um, farmers. Um, it has something to do with farming at 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. I see. Had something to do with, um, initially it started with the farmers. Um, if someone has a, a minute to look it up, um, World, World War II, II, whatever it is, it's outdated. <laughs> Way. And and I think that this, when it, when, when it goes ahead and we have longer light time, longer time with light, which is what, what's about to happen, I think they should just leave it there. We need more light. This world is too damn dark. Hello. It's to maximize on daylight hours, you're more productive when it's light out. And it's true. Yeah, but that seems to appeal for people's work stuff. Once again, we are wrapped around the almighty dollar. And why? For an hour? It's not even significant enough to make a substantial change. An hour is going to make the difference in, in, in life so that we need to do this? I think not. back in the day when they first came up with it, it did make a difference. Things are so different now than it was then. I think one hour of productivity made enough of a substantial difference that yeah. they they changed it. But now, you know, especially... This is only in the United States. It's only in the United States. Well, you know, this is a capitalist society. Yeah. It was built on people's backs and to get them to work longer, longer hours in the the daylight. It doesn't, it shouldn't make a difference at this point, you know, because what it does is it throws your body clocks all around. You know, um, because nobody wants, like, if you go to take away the hour, like, we fall back, just leave it at that. Yeah, I I think that um, this piece that we're getting to come to, getting ready to come to, Mm -hmm. where um, the day lasts longer, Mm -hmm. um, where it's it's light until 7 p.m. or something like that, it starts to get dark about 7 that yeah. that to me would be better. People get depressed during the fall back time, dark at five. You know that winter time frame that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, What's well, what I'm saying? Keep it forward. Right, right. Arizona doesn't change time reportedly for a simple reason. It's not hot in the summer. If you want to have fun outside when you get off work, you actually want the sun to set earlier. Mm. Hawaii. Here you go. All right, Pam. Yeah. Here we go. I'm a geek. You, yeah, she is a geek. I know her personally. Very geeky. But a badass, 
a badass bass player. I'll tell you that, too. All right. In 1918, the U.S. enacted the first daylight saving time law as a way to conserve fuel. It was reintroduced during World War II. In 1973, President Nixon signed into law the Emergency Daylight Saving Time Energy Conservation Act, which made DST permanent in the United States. She also says she needs her sleep. You know, um, yeah, that's it, as we move towards um, green energy, it certainly will not be necessary. I and think- that came much, much later, Miss DJ. It came much, much later. We're talking 1918 now that Pam is, you know, giving us the date. That came, you know, much, much later. And it's a lot more um, that... Uh, contributes to sad than the time. Yeah. Um, Hawaii doesn't change the clocks because there's really no reason to do so. Being much nearer to the equator, the amount of sunlight you get in the heart of either winter or summer differs little. And POP also reminds us that states can opt out of changing the clocks, but they can only do it in one direction. The Uniform Time Act of 1966 only allows for states to observe standard time all year round. And just for the record, time is a man-made concept. Time is all my Yes, it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. And it flies. It flies. It flies. So whoever just whoever just texted you, I know they're watching the show. And if they got something to say, don't say it, Therese. Don't nope. Don't don't repeat it. Let them put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. Put it. You heard it from me. That's right. I know. I because I know who you are. I know. Okay. All right. I don't know who you are. But I know that you do this every week. Why can't you? Why you got to be special? I know no, you, it's not the same person. Oh, okay. Person All right. Does it I'm going to bring week. it down. I'm going to bring it down. Just, I've been, just so you know, I've been encouraging that person to say hello. He's like, I don't understand. He'd rather sit. And I told him. He's a lurky stalker if you just sit and watch <laughs> something. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a – and I'll talk to him about his, his, his lurky stuff because it's it's creepy. You know, it's like you sit in spaces and just watch folks. Like, you don't engage. You don't – it's like a, a supreme deficit of a social skill. So come in. Say hello. You know, even if you don't have much to say, say something. But you're going to tell me everything, and then you're going to send me text messages. You know, so he's working on it, and he's going to work on it. Yeah. He's a creep. <laughs> a lurky creep. We love you, though. He's a sweetheart, you know, we and he's you. blaming it. He blames it on um, adult shyness. And I'm like, that's, if you're, if you're, in my opinion, if you are an adult, and he's maybe two years older than me, maybe a year or whatever, um, and you have not worked on those social skills. I understand, you know, not everybody's not always as confident. But if you're still walking around here as a grown-ass individual talking about you are shy, mm. hmm. 
You can be shy. Type something that nobody's looking at you. Nobody will know. Put an anonymous name. Heck, we have Black Anonymous. We don't know who that is. <laughs> but we love her, him. Them, don't let him off they. the hook. Don't let him off the hook. Just put a comment in the. Just put it in there, Lurky. Put, put you could put you could put your name as Lurky. We'll love you. Be Lurky. Can I say Culture Culture Club was one of my favorite groups at one time for one album? Thank you. Said it done. I still have I still have um the Culture Club in the entire history on a uh, a catalog in my my uh, CD. I forgot how much of a Boy George fan I am. I can see you in my mind's eye dressed up in that whole Culture Club Boy George outfit. I, I know you did that. You know what? I didn't do that. No? What? I couldn't do it. You want to know why? Yes. Like, I couldn't do that because my best, best, best friend at the time Veronica, all right, she did that. She came to school with the extensions and the overcoats and the whole bit. Like, I could not do that because she did that. She was the only person on the planet that knew loved Boy George more than me. When George, when Boy George and the Culture Club hit, I thought they were like, you know, because we watched those um, those uh, European groups you know, the ones that made sense to us, like um, George Michael and so many, you know, Elton John. We loved Elton. We loved Boy George. You know, all of them coming out of the U.K. at that time, and it was just crazy. And when he hit, you'd have thought her life was over because she, she stopped talking and she would use hand signals. Wow. Wow. I, I'd fumble for you. She'd be like, <laughs> like, you know what? I think I need to call Veronica and find out if she remembers this and then, you know, help her down memory lane. See if but she's she talking tied... again. Yeah. See if she's what? Talking again. No, no she's definitely talking again. Okay. But she, and it was a point whenever, you know, something happened spectacular with Boy George, she would tumble for you. <laughs> and finally. I love it. Talk about personality. I love it. Boy, I... I love it. I love it. And speaking of personalities, so um, I wanted to do a new rapid fire. So I looked at, I started looking at one of the previous shows and I smiled most of the way through it. Then there was a whole segment where I was listening, feeling compassion, and then I smiled again. It was a fabulous show. If we were to submit a show for some kind of an award, except for the fact that she froze in some parts, like her reception, her Wi-Fi got a little Mm. messed up, except for that, it was just a great, show. And Pop loves when a person tumbles for him. (laughs) Oh, bet you do. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what? I'm I'm gonna leave that right there. Um, I always love Boy George's Boy Barbie look. Yes, yes, yes. And then when he went to short hair with the um with the high glam makeup. I want to share. I want to share the um most recent um blah 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 rapid fire if that's cool. Cool. Let's do it. It's a word association game. And what it does, Bernadette, it just gives people a peek behind the veil. Like, what's on your mind, you know, that you weren't prompted to say? So, I'll, and how it works is I'll say a word, then you say what immediately comes to mind, you know? Right. And then I'll say a word, then the Javon will switch off and she'll have her turn. So, let okay. me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Family. Children. Children. Honey. Show business. Yuck. Dancing. Love. Black people. Amazing. Motherhood. Toughness. Mm, Thank you. Javon, you're up next. Truth. Mm, That's a deep one. (sighs) Clarity. Acting. Performing. Romance. Deep love. Good times. Fun. Life. It's hard, but you have to accept it. Acceptance. Shaka Khan. I love her. (laughs) (laughs) I love that girl. Could you you expound on that one a little bit? (laughs) It is something about her spirit. It's just something about her. I met Shaka one time and 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 just said the hi to her, you know, and she and, and she she looked at me and said, Hi. No <laughs> Shaka. But you know, I just love her. It's just something I don't I don't know what it is, but it's something about her that is just strong. Maybe because we came out around the same time in the seventies, I don't know. But um I I, I think that she's just rawly her. Mm-hmm. Unapologetically, her. Right, and I just love that. Yeah. 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 Hi, I'm Bernadette Stannis, and you're in the basement with Javon and Tourette. The one you can do is so good. Your favorite episode. You had the most fun doing. Well, I really enjoyed the Ashton Prince. Okay. Enjoyed eBay. Doing that. eBay, because right? I, yeah, because we had to do the African little hair thing and the whole thing. I thought yes. that was cool. Um, I enjoyed the wedding. I enjoyed the wedding. Yeah. And I enjoyed when, uh, you know, when Penny uh, was smoking a cigarette and put the little cigarette underneath the, t- uh, the- <laughs> who did it? 
I played a witch. I played all those different characters. I like that. That was cute. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about uh, Ife, and when you were telling uh, Esther Rowe, but mom, I love Ife, the close-up they did on your face with yeah. your cornrows, that shot is stained in my brain because that wow. was one of the most beautiful images I, I saw at that time of a black girl. Wow. Period. They, you were kind of, um, you were cheated a bit in the frame, and they zoomed all the way in, and it just lit up the screen. And I just remember saying a, a feeling of pride, you know, like, you know, just. I wanted him to say I, it was only going to be me, and he couldn't <laughs> say it. And I said, five wives, no. We don't have to go all the way to Africa for that. <laughs> That that was she's just such a great great energy. My God, I loved her. I loved yeah, watching sure. that again. And I had I even cut out the for my brother and put it on my Facebook page as well. The the part where um where she says hi to my brother. Um, that's why I'm late today to the show. From last night, it was a four-ring circus I had here at home, from fire eaters to tame people and tight line walkers. Lord, Pop, Woo. I feel you. I don't know what's going on, but I got to find out. That, that <laughs> what must have been some heck of a party. All right. But, yeah, um, Bernadette Stannis, you know, shout out to the legendary Thelma of Good Times. Yep. We love you. Yeah. And, and we recently uh, the uh, the gentleman that played the character, Nathan Bookman. Yeah, John. Yeah. So um, it, John it was a great show. And with her coming to the basement, um, as I was looking, as I was watching the show, she was saying, I'll come back. You need to drop for Christmas. I'll come back. You need to, you want me to come by and say hi? We got to have her come back. Yeah, pop, yeah. Pop, pop. Yeah. Of yes. House of House yes. Uh-oh. You know, Miss Sounds like out of my code talk. House of yes. Sounds like. Yep. Sounds, that sounds scary. Yeah, sounds like something we might want to talk about after dark, which pop we need to talk about after dark. And if for those of you, exactly for those of you who don't know what after dark is, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Are you ready for After Dark in the biggest world? Only on WJBR Internet Radio. Come on. 
hilarious. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so House of Yes. Come on, somebody. Yeah, Dark dark definitely looks dangerous. I agree with you, Pam. It's going to be fun, Pam. It's going to be after dark. There are some of there are some of us on this on this in this room that need uh, uh, their own walking um, what do you call it their own walking disclaimer (laughs) get together in bunches they are definitely their own show. Yep, yep, yep. I, I, you know. Doesn't matter the time of day. When Pop and I get together, it's after dark. Basically, <laughs> that's not right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. And with the addition of Dr. Simone. Oh my goodness. Yeah. She's a special treat. She really is. I can attest to that. Yeah, I really can. And uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the mother, father of the basement, house of the basement. <laughs> you know, this is true. The house of basement. So, also, I was wondering what everybody is doing on this snowy day in eastern. It's it's sleeting, snowing, raining, and tomorrow will it will be summer. Be... <laughs> so, how are you enjoying this day? Like, what 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 is everybody's plans for today? My my therapist told me that I need something to look forward to. I think I might have said that last week, right? And she said I needed something to look forward to every day. Well. I'm looking forward to today, my thing to look forward to. It was still in the smoothie, which was delish, by the way. Sorry, I stole it. I'll read the whatever. I get in trouble about it later. Um, but I'm hanging out with some friends tonight mm-hmm. for one of my friend's birthday. So mm-hmm. what what's your plan tonight? What are you doing tonight? Well, I'm trying to see what this weather does um, because I uh, – either have to open the lounge or we will take a pregnant pause today so that it is safe for everyone. We do not want to be out and it's not safe. So basically watching the weather and seeing what, what it do. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to respond from there. Um, so if it's good, we in the hood. If it's not, we'll fall back, you know, I don't know what to, because I'm hearing so many different reports and exactly what it's going to do is, you know, God's will be done. So we'll just be monitoring at that point. See what's what. Cool. Cool. Yep. Anybody else, any of the chatterboxes doing anything special, especial or not especial, just doing something? Like what, what do people do on a snowy day the day before summer? Is this when we bring out the clothes? You know, I don't like summer. I don't like the summer, the winter either. Mm. What, do you, you fall springy? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like the summer. 
And we haven't had much of fall and spring, you know. Yeah, just, I noticed that. It's from, just from one season, it's like winter, summer. I've always been a summer girl, even though I was born in the fall. I've always been a summer girl because I love heat. I love water. I love all those, you know, the elements I love. I just don't like, I've never liked snow. I don't like cold, anything. It just feels um, Nordic and, um, you know, Jakub Cave-like. <laughs> okay. So LaVon is <laughs> doing hair, nails, and writing. That's dope. Yeah. Um, Misty J is CPR training and coordinating with some folks on a period poverty event for your area, for her area. Interesting. What's a period poverty event? Sounds intriguing, right? Not sure. Period poverty event. Okay. And I would like some nice hearty homemade soup. It, you know that that something about that kind of weather makes you want something hearty. Um. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I want to go outside today. Ah, today of all days. Yep. You leave the basement. Advocacy event around period. What is period poverty? Yeah, maybe that's what I should have said. Addressing access to feminine products. Oh. Excellent. Oh, period poverty. Ah, excellent. Ah, excellent. Ah. Excellent. Got excellent. it. Period. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I'm sticking the other. Okay. Excellent. Yes, yes, uh-uh. yes. Talk about that. That's been ongoing since I was a, well, way before me, but I remember things and events and, and um, conversations trying to get the world talking about what it takes economically just to be a girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are things that, like, just beyond clothing, what is required just to be a girl? And I mean, you know, and by girl, I, you know, I mean, like, the, from the feminine products that we need. Um, and some of us don't have access to that. Some of us do not, are not able to afford it. You know, yes, those are not cheap things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just you know, thinking about even from girlhood, the barrettes and the bangles and beads and just well, those those are optional. Not all. See, not everybody had to. And I'm not saying everybody had a period. What I'm saying is, uh, you know, like based on what our body functions are supposed to do, right? You know, um. I don't know one person, at least that, you know, that had their body function once a month that sometimes, you know, didn't have an error, you know, didn't have an error with it. So the, the feminine products, um, yeah. necessary. Misty J says she met up with some great women at a lesbian event on Thursday, told them about some of the things she was doing, and they are hoping to expand it in her area where it's not acknowledged. That's wonderful, Misty. That's a wonderful legacy, you know? So it's a wonderful thing. And Pam um, says you can buy a car if you did the calculations of women having to buy feminine health products, you know? It's a trip. 
And there's such a there's such a sisterhood about being somewhere and um, being surprised by it or miscalculating your days or something and um, asking another woman, you know, you know, like, are you, do you, are you prepared or do you have one, you know, because it's, it's like a universal understanding, you know, you just give in those situations, you know, they used to have the machines in the bathrooms, but those are gone. At least I haven't seen them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The machines, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Missy says she's been on hiatus for a bit, but you have to network when it's available. And and that's true. Um, I've been on hiatus as well, Missy. I've been in the basement, and there's nobody down here but me. So, yeah, I, I get that 100%. You can't – You it, it, it's, a, it's a tough lesson for um, a loner, hermit, um, introvert, uh, you know, severe introvert to learn that you can't do it all by yourself. You know, that you, in order to get people to cooperate, you have to be social, which for some of us, social, being social is a bad word. It's a difficult word, you know, um, but it's, it's, necessary and i remember i would get some flack oh you only come out when you want you know when you need people you know to help do blah 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 i can't i can not like somebody has me in chains but i can't it's not easy you know it's it's difficult for me to socialize um and let's not forget condoms are free so let me just say this. Anything that has to do with a man's penis yes. is going to get more funding, more attention, more scientific experimentation. If you don't believe me, look at Viagra and all hmm. the ED pills. Who cares? You can't get I mean, you can't get it up. That the world is going to end. We so much. I mean, not for nothing. But so much money, um, energy, science, technology has been put into keeping someone's dick hard. Yep, that's about right. Or, or not even keeping it hard, just getting it hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just imagine if that type of energy was put into breast cancer. Or, cancer. or mm-hmm. any cancer, or or uterine, or or anything related to actually, if 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 anything, there should be more neonatal science, and and let's put our energy into pediatric care. You know, everybody's so pro life. <laughs> You're only pro life. It's for a fetus, right? Don't give me started on that. It's for a clump of cells that hopefully, you know, if it develops into a baby. I mean, look, okay. Pro-life is supposed to be, like, if you, well, if you say you're pro-life and you only care about the first 20 seconds of conception, (laughs) and yet when the the child is here and doing stuff, you're cutting things relative to their personal development and social uh, everything else, you're not pro-life. 
you just barking up the the you're barking up somebody's area to control. That's it, because pro life would extend itself long after the child is born. Exactly. You shit about the child being after it's born. You just want to have something to say about what women do with their body before the child is born. Exactly. Now I. You know, I don't want anyone to think that I'm against or or I have um, anti-erect penis syndrome. I really don't. I think that if you have a dick, you should be able to get it hard. However, (laughs) I don't think that all of the resources that are put into penises should supersede, I mean, the health life of women and children see it's women and children when you when you talk about oh get them to safety oh you know like it it's sad although it's not always worked out that way right that's the old thing to be a gentleman is to put women and children first except when it comes to your dick is that how this works is that what we're saying is that how we're doing this I'm just saying. Oh, nope, sorry. Sorry, women and children to the back. Uh, my dick is limp. What is what's up with that? I, okay, once, I'm saying too had, much. And you once had a mother and you were once a child. And what happens to some of these folks when they get into these offices and start making these policies? And they forget you have a mother, you have a sister, you have a aunt. You were once a child things impacted you so what now is a grown man a grown republican or democrat it doesn't matter grown man making laws and or having the capacity to make law changes you forget all that like i don't get it the views information or opinions expressed during brunch in the basement series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of WJBR Internet Radio. She is. <laughs> I would just like to see, you know, you could come up with a little blue pill that does that. There are women also, you know, who have other issues that, you know, we can put some of those resources in. And you could figure out a way to get poverty solved that should be free like free if they're free condoms you put in free condoms before menstrual pads and plugs come on man free it should be free they said should be free it it should be free and accessible yes i think they should be free and accessible starting in school and everywhere you go publicly you should be able to walk into a pharmacy and say listen i need Yep. And then have them have them. Or not even say it. There should just be, just like there's a condom basket at certain facilities or, or locations or whatever, there should be, right. like, packets. That's true. You know, it's funny. I just realized that um, in one of my knapsacks that I would carry, I kept pads there because when I worked with kids, you know, oftentimes there was always a, re- you know, like you have this, like, I didn't know I had my own readiness kit that I walked around with, like I needed to have in my bag, you know, um, and we've had picnics and things like that. And, you know, somebody miscalculated or whatever. And I would go, okay, sure. It would, oh, I just hate it not being ready for something like that. It's almost like, you know, you're, 
your uh, 80s mama pocketbook, how you had everything in it. You know, those big bags women carried in the 80s, 70s, and 80s. And if you asked them for something, they would go into the bag. It looked like they dived in with, you know, head first and their feet were dangling. And they were able to reach everything in that bag but the kitchen sink. It was a very, 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 it was a, a strict utility bag. Um, so I feel like sometimes I kind of check to see if I still have stuff in these knapsacks. What I'm, I forgot what I'm, to mention the um, phone lines are open. Nine nine six five three nine four. If you're interested in calling in, can I just say that I'm one of those people that voices turn me on? Mm. What is that? What are those people called? I don't. I don't remember. There's is a name for there's a name for everything. There is a name for it because if there's no name for it, it doesn't exist. You would think it's an audio file, but it's not. Else, um, people who are sexually stimulated, stimulated. It's a, it's a sexual stimulation. Oh, voices. absolutely. Oh. Hmm. Oralism, <laughs> oralism, but not O R. It's A U A U R A L I S M. Okay, now um, I'm just going to say this, and when Nathan comes on, I know this is going to seem like a, a weird a segue, but when Nathan comes on, I'd like to drill down on these possibilities. But I'm going to need them to release Brittany and find out where she is first, release her, and just send her on back. Now, it's okay if you're upset, Russia. I'm talking specifically to you. It's okay if you're upset about whatever you claim was done, allegedly. Don't know. There are other ways of addressing an issue than to detain someone where the where her whereabouts are allegedly unknown and talking crazy. I think that there are certain parts of how the world has been working that has worked for us, i.e. having conversation about whatever this was and, and letting folks hear from Brittany. And by Brittany, I'm talking about Brittany Griner. So we need to have her released so that whatever due process is necessary can prevail. But this bullshit is not going to work. Not going to work, and it's going to be strange as hell moving forward. So please, if anybody is within the sound of my voice, um, listening to this and has any power whatsoever, please make sure that she gets what she needs to communicate with people in the United States that she needs to. On a consistent basis, please make sure she's okay, make sure she's fed, make sure that she gets whatever due process, and make sure she comes out. I mean, she's got a contract in Russia that she plays. You got, She's not a stranger to you guys at all. You know who she is. You love her talent, just like we love her talent and the being that she is. We want her home safely, and if there's if there was in fact an infraction, I'm sure that other things you know can be done 
But this this situation here is not okay. Has do we know if she's been in touch with her wife? We don't. We don't um, know, or rep- she hasn't. The last report that I heard was that they didn't even know exactly where she was being held. That her wife doesn't know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. This is it's no. a it's a hard and terrible situation. Um, when you're detained, especially in a communist dictatorship bullshit situation and um with someone like Putin and and the fact that they're at war and um you know or he hates America and he's he crazy hate Amer- I don't think he hates America I just think that he's mad he can't manipulate America anymore now, he almost he almost he um, anymore he had yeah, it exactly. he had it thought he, he did he had it right in the palm of his hand well, and unfortunately, I'm pretty sure there were a lot of things passed in that that uh, mutual exchange of buffoonery um, between him and our former president. There are a lot of things that were probably said that probably shouldn't have been said. There are a lot of things that were implied that probably shouldn't have been implied because there was, you know, we all know that he was. But, you know, I, I, I took Putin for being a lot smarter than that um, because you can tell because you haven't had access up until that point to be that, you know, close and comfy that should have said something to you that he wasn't as bright as we like to think you know so and you know this folks have been bucking for a war anyway real talk because that's generally the way countries make money is through war yeah unfortunately but it's unfortunate but it's true yep but it's um you know just just uh there there's got to be a you know like this is ridiculous on top of everything else. And, you know, miraculously, all the information about COVID mandates get lifted and poof, what is it gone? What's happening? <laughs> where, where, where'd it go? Where'd it go? You know? And it's almost like a, a, a slap in the face of anybody that's actually looking. But what it's calling for is a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. And um, folks are not well in these streets. I don't give a sh- Folks are not well in these streets. They're behaving poorly because they are not well. And the reality is it's a lot not to be well for. You can't have a pot with a whole bunch of crap in it and then you throw your potatoes in and expect them not to absorb it. It just doesn't work that way. Yes. Yeah, I had heard the same thing, Pop, that Sheila Jackson Lee is um, trying Love to um, work on her behalf to get her home. Love. Yeah, love Sheila Jackson Lee. Love, love, love her. And, She's um, HR forty. Time, it's 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 a hard time to try to um, reason and rash in with with Putin. That that dude is crazy. He he's bombing his brothers and sisters. Period. He don't care. Babies, kill them. It just it makes no kind of sense. It, it, it's 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 terrible. It's terrible. But, you know, Nathan will be on um, in about another 20 minutes or so, and, you know, we could chat it up with him a little bit. Um, and until then, maybe we can, I don't know, play some music. What you think? Oh, do you know, do you have any... Um... 
You know what I've been listening to who I absolutely love? Who? I've been going back and forth between these two artists. Both um, this artist by the name of Kevin Ross. Amazing. And of course, my girl Jasmine Sullivan. And for some reason, Jasmine Sullivan's um, cut, uh, Let It Burn, that has spoken to the insides of me at, in disrespectful levels, disrespectful times of night. And I just have to hear it the way I need to hear it, you know? And then Kevin Ross's um, Baby Don't Go. So those two songs have been in rotation like this, which is crazy, but they both are really smooth. Kevin Ross is an amazing performer um, out of D.C. And, uh, of course, we know Jasmine Sullivan is a vocal beast. And, uh, you know, Let It Burn is my jam. Yeah, Let It Burn is my jam. And, and Kevin Ross, if you don't know who he is, please, I invite you to some of his stuff. You've heard it before. You've heard his stuff. But he's in another beast. Okay.
me crazy, but I think I found the love of the life that's right. Have you ever felt warm on a cold, cold night? Now it gets you when you're least expected. And you can't reject it. That crazy little tingling feeling pain that you just get. You can't fire. Just let it burn. There's no running. When it goes dirty.
word that um, Miss Tracy mm-hmm. Braxton passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Cancer is an absolute beast and um, prayers and condolences to the Braxton family from Evelyn on down to everybody else. Praying for you all at this time. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, our condolences from our family to yours. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I wasn't aware either. Um, so, wow, um, I, I'm lost for words. I do want to, um, just say, you know, to the Braxton family and to, to everybody who's lost somebody, it's just been so much, so much for so many, um, you know, we're sending out love and light. Prayers to everybody. That's heavy news. That was heavy yeah. right there. So 
Um, a lot of a lot of um, deaths and a lot of sorrow and grief, a lot of grief. And there are um, healing practitioners out here um, that are using both therapeutic methods, the traditional therapeutic methods, and non-traditional therapeutic methods. But you know what? You know, you say get in when you fit in. Whatever works for you, as long as you are moving some of this grief out of your body, out of your minds, out of your hearts, you know, I say do. A lot of grief, you know. You know what they said when um, HIV was prevalent in this country in the 80s, um, you either affected or infected. I believe that grief and trauma, we are either affected or infected by it. So reach out and get things moving. Yeah. And if you can't, if you see somebody showing signs, you know, do your part. And even if you're wrong, there's still a good faith connected into trying to help someone that you feel needs the help. Exactly. So that you, that you see needs help of some sort. You know, just don't say after something tragically happens, oh, I then don't run your laundry list of things that you saw and you didn't do anything about it. You know, I think we're all in this proverbial boat together, you know, and at some point we have to be able to say, hey, listen, you may not be identifying that you're going through something, but I see some difference, you know, and at the risk of whatever, what's the worst thing that can happen? But you're saying, you know, I think that you would benefit from talking to somebody because your behaviors are what you know of them, or maybe their behaviors are outrageous. Who knows? But either way, you know, just um, do a good faith act. Have a good faith conversation. You know, don't be the friend, girl, I knew. That. Don't be that. Don't be that person. Yeah. And, you know, again, what, how we respond today is um, our legacy tomorrow. Um, as I was saying uh, Wednesday night to our guests, that in my opinion, black history is every day. Every day that you and I breathe is history. We, we're we creating history right now. How um, relative it will be in the future is, you know, up to the future. But um, we're going to have a black history moment, and then we're going to bring on Nathan James. Yeah. gentleman here is a pastor, civil rights leader, former mayor of Atlanta, Georgia, congressman from Georgia, and the first African-American United States ambassador to the UN. Reverend Andrew Young was born on March 12, 1932 in New Orleans, Louisiana. Young served as United States Ambassador to the United Nations under the Jimmy Carter Presidential Administration. He was a close ally and Chief Lieutenant of Reverend Martin Luther King, Jr., 
and served as the executive director of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference and president of the National Council of Churches in the USA. Just wanted to acknowledge the legacy of this great contributor to our society. You know, when I look at leaders, people of color, all people of color, whether they're leaders or or people who are not leaders, doesn't matter. When I look at people of color, I'm looking back at me. So thank you for this reflection, Mr. Young. Thank you, Mr. Young. Awesome. And with that, we bring okay. on... Nathan James. Get in the middle there, Nathan. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing wonderful. Good afternoon. It's a snowy Saturday here in Philadelphia, and I am so pleased to be back on the show once again. I hope everybody is safe and well. So far, so good. So far, so good. How are you? I'm getting there one day at a time. I'm looking forward to seeing some springtime weather. This is very wintry, just eight days before spring, so I'm ready for the sunshine and the flowers and the birds and the trees. It'll be summer tomorrow. Tomorrow will be summer. It'll be summer tomorrow. (laughs) Don't worry about it. That's the way it's been going. You know, you get a big winter storm to end out the winter, and spring you might get a day or two, and then it's summer. I know. I know. I can't wait. The poor birds look confused. I've seen birds. They look so confused. Like, what, what's happening? What, what's going on? <laughs> exactly. Nathan, Nathan, there's so much, there's so much trouble in the world. What's going on? Can we make sense of any of this? Well, we're definitely in a very turbulent uh, time in history between the invasion of Ukraine by Russia and all the attendant uh, uniting of NATO against Russia, sanctions against Russia, which have in turn precipitated economic upheaval here at home, especially at gas pumps. So a lot of things are going on, and people are still trying to find time to process all the changes. You know, that's what geopolitics is. Something happens halfway around the world, and we feel it here at home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just seems like, you know, when I think about particularly the gas prices as a driver, it just feels like, yo, we have reserves that we possibly need to release. There are some parts of the country the gas is as high as $7 a gallon. And the middleman always seems to get crunched for the people that are making the decisions. They're being driven around. This is not affecting their pockets like this, you know. It's like from the grocery store. From chicken wing to your gas, it's out of control. Folks are not eating. And then what does that do to the bottom line? Mm -hmm. Everything costs a little more. But just to put something in perspective, during the Bush administration, when gas prices peaked, the average price of gas was $5.69 in today's money. The average price of gas right now is still $4.69. 64 cents, almost a dollar less, more than a dollar less. So that, I think, should put things into a little perspective. It's bad, but it's been worse in terms of today's money, and we've gotten through it. 
you know, it's, it's um, you know how they say the expression, everybody has their breaking point. Are we just expected to push through everything? What's the expectation? Is that tea you're sipping? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going to sip my tea. Like, what, what is the expectation? Mm-hmm. I have tea because everything is full of tea today. Um, <laughs> but but you're right. You're right. There there comes a time when the confluence of events becomes overwhelming for people. And that's what we're experiencing now. I know when I go to the supermarket every week and I see what I'm paying for basics like orange juice or bread or uh, ground beef, it, it really hits home that, yeah, even I'm feeling the pinch compared to this time last year. And it's very noticeable. All these things are connected. When countries decide to go to war, especially if they are producing essential commodities or supplies, no matter where we are on the globe, it's going to be reflected in what the market can bear and the prices that we pay for things. One of the things that I think Vladimir Putin did not expect is he did not expect his invasion to become bogged down as it did. He was expecting this invasion to go very rapidly, and by this time, he had expected to already install a government in Ukraine that was favorable to him. That didn't happen because of the tenacity of the Ukraine people and their president, Vladimir Zelensky. And just to see how this people in this Eastern European country Fighting alone have taken on one of the biggest armies of the world is a very powerful testament to what human beings can do when they're determined to protect their homes and their families. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Vladimir is, you know, now I wasn't paying him much attention, to be honest, previous prior to all of this. But this guy was on an equivalent to Dancing with the Stars. You know, he was, he's like this poet, this this advocate of civil rights, and he's this, 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 you know, incredible human being, I think. Um, at least that's how American media, what I can find on the internet, portrays him. You can't really, you know, trust that anything is as it seems or anyone is as they they seem on social media because even social media can be, um, I guess, biased, depending on what you look at. You know, you get those things. But do you know anything about him, um, Nathan? What What's your impression? Well, Vladimir Zelensky is a president who has risen to an extreme challenge Before he was president, like you mentioned, he was one of the most well-known comedians in Eastern Europe. He had a tremendous popular following. He is the grandson of Holocaust survivors, and he has come through in a region of the world which has traditionally been highly anti-Semitic. To show you how far history has come, he is a Jewish president facing off against uh, what is essentially the former Soviet Union. And he has had to do this with surprisingly few resources. Only the military aid that he's gotten from the NATO countries is what's keeping his troops fighting. 
and his people. He's been down on the ground. We've seen him on videos on TV with his troops, with the people, walking through the streets at great risk to himself. He knows the Russians are after him, but he is not going to surrender. He's not going to give up. He is definitely some type of case study in the value of perseverance in adversity. Isn't it incredible that one of mm-hmm. Russia's speaking points is that they wanted to go into Ukraine to seism like the Nazis that took over when you have this Jewish president who is a direct descendant of Holocaust survivors? Like, and the people of, of Russia just bought this? Or, I mean, as we can see, a lot of them are even yeah. protesting the war. But you yeah. you buy what you what you're sold basically correct? That that's correct. And you know, Vladimir Putin owns all the television stations and all the printing presses in Russia, and nothing comes to light that does not pass his muster. He is going to be very selective in what he wants the Russian people to know. Uh, as an aside, one of the examples of how he controls the state media is that. WNBA star Brittany Griner has been in the custody of the Russian authorities for almost a month, but we only found about we only found out about this last week. And the reason we know about it is because Putin wants us to know about it at this point in time. Mm. So the Russian people, in turn, have very little information about what's going on. They may not fully understand why suddenly the ruble has crashed why Visa and MasterCard are no longer working in, in Russia, why the McDonald's has closed, or why the ATMs are not spitting out rubles like they normally would. These are all things that Putin can control in terms of what he says to people about what is going on. For example, he has now made it illegal in Russia to describe the invasion of Ukraine as an invasion or a war. People must say it's a special military operation. Words have power, they have the power to shape perception, and this is something that Vladimir Putin, a former head of the KGB, knows very, very well. And this is this is what people don't seem to understand in this country. We are so accustomed to our freedoms. Spoiled. Spoiled. Yes, so spoiled, you know, and and so accustomed to freedom of speech. All I did was say I could say whatever I want to say, and 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 if you think about the former guy, right? His whole thing was if you talk bad about me, I'm going to get you. He would go after people who spoke poorly about him, Um, and and this is now okay, so. Here's my theory, and it's only my personal theory. So I, I'm just curious about what the two of you think about this, and and the chatterboxes as well. Roll, I'm rolling up my sleeve for those of you who can't see. Okay, so I think that the former guy, if you look at he wanted to leave NATO, he refused um, weaponry to Ukraine, at the deal that was supposed to go forward, um, he kind of broke trust with all of our allies and kissed up to communists like Putin, like um, the guy from Korea, 
Um, I think, and and he had Putin in his ear, and he always described him as a smart, strong guy because of the way Putin has the Russians under his thumb. He's a he's a dictator, and that's what the former guy thinks is strong. I think not only did he want his his goal was and probably still is in some kind of stupid fantasy to um have the same thing here with him being that autocratic leader in the United States, which these fools are running around wearing a hat, which if they really understood the mission here, they they would be upset if they could un uh, if if there's a an antidote to the Kool-Aid, right? And really see things for what they are. But I think that he thought that he and Putin were going to rule the world together. If they could conquer the United States and get Ukraine and all of the other Russian, I'm quoting air quotes, um, Russian territories, then together the United States and Russia would then take over Europe, the rest of Europe, and, and conquer the world. That's what I think this fool thought. Am, am, am it's I... the episode of Pinky in the Brain, an episode of Pinky in the Brain. But, but, but I, I, what I, do you think, Tamara? Mental illness. I think that narcissism. And I, you know, it's only the little minds that want to control the masses, right? Because you don't have enough of... Uh, it does, it's not going to make sense to anybody that's a thinking person so you have to control situations by omitting information, by telling lies, by do all this extra stuff that you know that you have to fight for just to have your, your opinion valid. You know, our former president was a jackass, and I'm not going to mix words about it. We know that, the narcissist, but he was that before he was the president. So, you know, those were things, he's just crazy. He just walked along with them in the White House. And when you don't have the wherewithal to sustain your position, and work for the people, and it shows. Then you need to. Then you resort to tactics like trying to control the people. The American people are very, very intelligent. Very intelligent. We know. There's a thirty-three there percent. That's really not. There's a lot. Yeah, I was just getting to that large population <laughs> of folks who do not want to use their own minds to think. They want people to do it for them because a lot of them are, you know. I'm not going to get on into that piece, the people that support that kind of behavior, um, but there's a large population of them. You know this. But, you know, in having conversations with, with Putin, like I said before, I believe there are a lot of national securities that were breached. Oh, boy, conversations, because he had no filter. So I believe there were a lot of side things that, you know, promised that couldn't, that didn't come to fruition. And whatever that love affair was about, for as long as he was in office, it didn't serve the American people, didn't serve our military, didn't serve a lot of things. This gentleman, and I use the term loosely, Mr. Trump, in the office with access to information, confidential and classified information, and you're, and you're mixing with someone who has always had an interesting issue with Americans, Americans. So at the end of the day, you know, I just think that words are... And as he knows, we know in this country, media is, is very powerful because you can spin a narrative, you know, and unfortunately, as many times as a narrative doesn't matter if it's true or not, if it's, spin, if it's, if it's spun a lot, 
people will start to believe it. There are people severely influenced by what is being said and told to them, you know, whether we like it or not. You know, they don't have the wherewithal to be discerning. Somebody tell you something, you're going to run with that narrative. And it's just what the country and people do, you know. They don't care about having facts. What does that mean? You know, and at some point we have to sign off to try to convince folks and just go with folks that you understand and that, that understand what's really going on and that can offer an educated opinion about it, you know. But, yeah, that's, that's just what I think in a nutshell. I think that, you know, um, this is – fortunately, we have a large Ukraine – it's just an unfortunate situation, you know, There's that is going on that. right now. Yeah. And it's it's sad because it doesn't it doesn't just impact Russia and Ukraine. You know, you got folks in between that, like us, that don't want this war and that are being impacted by it on a daily basis. You know? And I just don't want anything to break out here on home soil because we have a large uh, Ukraine population here and a large Russian population here. You know, we just don't need to be fighting each other at a time when we really need a whole bunch of other stuff. We didn't have a, all of us have had a virus run through our now large population of folk. It just doesn't make any sense that we are doing this. Yeah. Um, my, yeah. yeah. What do you What do you think about my theory, Nathan, about him thinking he was going to rule the world with Putin? And how, of course, I also believe that Putin was going to turn around and kill him after, you know, he got basically um, hold of America. But what, what do you think? Oh, I think you're on to something. You know, the defeated former guy, you know, we tend to forget this. We don't often have a long memory, unfortunately, about uh, certain things. But I just want to remind everybody that the first impeachment that they did against the defeated former guy was all about Ukraine. And it has a bearing on what is going on now, yeah. because the whole the whole thrust of the case that the Democrats were making against the defeated former guy was that he had made a phone call to President Zelensky, in which he essentially played the role of the mob boss. Nice country you have there. It would be a shame if something would have happened to it. And he asked President Zelensky to dig up dirt on Hunter Biden to damage Joe Biden's presidential campaign. And the quid pro quo was, well, if you don't do this for me, I'm not going to give you millions of dollars in military aid that you desperately need. And look what's happening now. Now we have to spend more than we would have spent had Trump not made these threats or played these games to help Ukraine defend itself. And, you know, the other thing is, you're right, the historical record supports what you're saying, Javon. Trump tried to break up NATO. He took the United States out of the Paris Climate Accord. He made numerous statements of support for Putin and the Russians. During his 2016 campaign, he encouraged the Russians to break into Hillary Clinton's email, which they, well, they they took him up on that and did it the very next day. So there is definitely more than just a tenuous connection between the defeated former guy and the Russians, Vladimir Putin in particular. When he went overseas to meet with Putin at one point, he kicked out the American translator and had a private one-on-one with Vladimir Putin. Who knows what was being discussed about? We'll never know because it was not entered into the official record. I mean, how do you do that? How do you just get away with that? 
talk to a leader who is putatively an adversary and think nothing is going to be noticed or said. So, yes, I do think that his plan, had he been reelected, imagine if Trump were president today, he would be helping Putin invade Ukraine, and he would be parroting whatever lies Putin cares to put out into the Internet, into the blogosphere, into the media, and that would have been a done deal. The Ukrainians would be up the creek. So, yeah, I do believe you when you say that Trump kind of had visions of world hegemony with Putin and that they were going to carve up the world into separate spheres of influence. You know what, Nathan? You just took me back in time. Um, because during, from 2016, or th- from the onset, I was glued to the television and I was horrified by every single thing that was going on each day. That translator thing, when he put the, tra- I was, I, I was in shock that the the way he behaved with Putin, kissing his butt the way he was doing, the whole Ukrainian if quid pro, pro quo, the whole, I mean, all of it. And and what what was even worse was to watch what was going on with the Republican Party as they supported him and allowed him to get a, away with all of this, and they refused to hold him accountable. They refused to remove him after he was impeached. It was it was the Republican Party. They refused to remove him. And I had to go back to my definition of what impeachment meant. And then I found out there's so many levels of it. It just seemed like the story kept unfolding, unfolding, unfolding. And it's like, wait a second, terrible. this is not what happened. We didn't deal with this with Clinton when we were accusing him of whatever he did. It was like, you know, oh, just talk. it was just so many things that were not the same, you know? And thank you, Nathan, for reminding yes, us about the yes. between the first impeachment and this, you know, um, because we're still living out some of his bullshit when he was in office. We're still living out some of that, you know? And I didn't connect it until just now. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. He's absolutely right. Yeah. And, and in, my, in my mind, I was, I was remembering the um, ambassador to Ukraine, the, the woman, um, and how he, they were sending, they were threatening her. And, and she had to leave the Ukraine. She was getting intel from Ukrainians saying, hey, you need to watch your back. There's some negative talk about you coming in from America. And she would call the American, whoever her bosses or her team, whatever, and would say, is everything okay? And they'd be like, everything is fine. At the end of the day, she was, she was what did he say? She's going to have some, a lot of problems. The former guy said that that she's gonna be she's gonna have a lot of problems, and that's because she was just doing the right thing, you know, yeah. trying to protect the Ukrainians who were trying to have a, a democratic system like ours. Yeah. Any anybody who is trying to have a democratic system like ours, we are supposed to sort of mindset that kind of republic, um, but. The former guy didn't, does not believe in a democratic republic. 
he believes in autocracy, in in dictatorship. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, again, if he were in the White House today, before it was all said and done, the Russian army might be on the English Channel. Because what? he was so compliant with everything Putin demanded or asked. Again, I, I hate to lapse here, but how does the President of the United States spend five hours in the bubble with the leader of the Russian Federation and we don't know anything about what was discussed? That's unprecedented. I cannot tell you how significant it is that he not only did it, but got away with it. So, again, the impeachment, the first impeachment, there was a very, very clear-cut case laid out by Colonel Alexander Vindman, who was our expert in the Ukraine and in Eastern Europe. That's why he was on this particular phone call between the defeated former guy and President Zelensky in the first place. And he came back to Congress and he did his job. He said, look, this is something that I felt needed to be reported. This is something I felt that Congress needed to be made aware of. And, of course, he paid for that with his career because the defeated former guy is very vindictive. And this is what he does. He destroys his enemies. But guess what? Everything Colonel Sindeman said has come to pass. He warned us that Putin had designs on invading Ukraine and that Putin was trying to rebuild the Soviet Union, one former republic at a time, through military conquest. And no, I do not think Putin is going to stop in Ukraine. He's only going to stop when the NATO allies and the United States make him stop. Ignore her. Ignore her. She's going to come in two more, two or three more times. Don't worry about her. Um, do you, is it, first of all, is it possible for Colonel Vindman to be reinstated? Mm-hmm. No, his Army career is over, and I don't think he would want to return given the way that the Pentagon treated him under the defeat of former guy in the first place. But I think, but I think that if he were to, I think at, at minimum he should do a public address. <laughs> Sometimes you have to remind folks that want to jump on a bandwagon to make you look a certain way, you know, excuse me, this is what I was saying in the beginning. I like my public apology given, you know, and and now we can move on. Even if he doesn't want to come back and serve, I understand that because, you know, after a while, there's so much you want to even deal with as a human, you know, but I think he should make a public statement about this is what I was warning you guys that was going to happen now that you see it. Because, you know, sometimes folks don't believe shit stinks until it lands in their lap which is unfortunate, but it's okay. But I really do think he should make a public statement. And, and you know what? You're absolutely right. He should. And, and I, it, it's very interesting to see how the Republicans are responding to this because they are confused within themselves. At first, they were anti-Ukraine all of a sudden. Now they're saying Putin's wrong. They don't know. They don't know where their loyalty is because they are now, they are no longer the party, let's just say the party of Reagan. That party has been destroyed. These, fo- these people, this is, this is the, the, who was it? Who was the Confederate <laughs> army leader? You know, this, this is, this, this is, the, these people, they don't know what they stand for. And and I have to say this, until this current party is out, 
until they are gone, we have to, I, I have to, I can't tell other people how they got to vote, but I have to vote Democrat down the line only because I have to take the power away from these Republicans. This, that, that's the only way we can begin to start to go somewhere. I don't even know. But I, I do know that I don't want to be in an aristocratic, or autocratic communistic country. I don't want to stand in line for toilet paper and not be able to say what's on my mind without being arrested for it. I agree. I agree. You know, you're right. The Republicans, the Democrats have had several major initiatives since Biden became president. They have a clear agenda. They are trying to get legislative things done. The Republicans' agenda is to frustrate the Democrats. That's it. And they're in a quandary right now because, like you said, they have to choose between their loyalty to the defeated former guy who is the leader of their party, and, and yet, and yet, they still have to make a show of unity with President Biden and the rest of NATO to support Ukraine, which, like you said, divides their loyalties. And now they have to reckon with what they've said publicly in favor of Putin in the past and their current statements supporting Ukraine today. And it's really... It's really convoluted, and it's not so much that we have to replace the Republican Party. We have to return moderate people who are not extreme rightists to the Republican Party, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah. And just because you're a Republican doesn't necessarily mean you're not, you can't think. Like, you know this shit is batshit crazy. You know, and but, you should be able to say, yes, I'm a Republican, but I don't agree with this particular piece of what's un- going on here. But that's what I don't what? understand what's going on. They no, don't it's, seem it's, to be yeah. able to do that. There's only two standing up really strongly right now, which is in the in the, in the the House, right? That's Cheney, or are they in the Senate? Are they senators? What, what are they? Yeah. They're Bruce senators, Cheney right? Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. Yeah, they're, they're senators, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Adam even said he regrets not having voted to impeach Trump the first time. He said that yesterday in a tweet. And it's okay to say it. And, it's and, okay yeah. to be wrong. And it's okay to be wrong. But what, what you can't not do on any level, I don't care if you're pushing bags at a grocery store or the, sitting at the highest seat of the land, it is not okay to not accept responsibility for the part you played in this mess, any mess. See, there's, there's, there's a... There's a, there's a piece here that's very human. It's not about the politics. It's about the capacity to clean up one's own mess, you know? It's like, okay, this wasn't the outcome I expected. Let's work together because clearly this is not in the best interest of the American people. But when you just keep shucking and jiving and you don't want to take responsibility and you're pointing fingers at everybody else but you, you're the common denominator in every situation that's going on, but yet you're never doing anything. It's never you. It's all being done to you, the world-class victim. <laughs> and well, you know, I just want to point out something. I just saw Misty J say something. It's the backhouse negotiations that are keeping people from acting. And you know what? She's yeah. got a point there because now someone like Adam Kinzinger if he tweets that he regrets not having voted to impeach Trump the first time, he has to think in the back of his mind, well, is Trump going to try to have me primaried in the next election? And this is something Trump is entirely capable of doing. This is the grip that he has on the Republican Party. 
Remember, he is the leader of the Republican Party until the next presidential election. And if he becomes the nominee, he will continue to be the leader of the party through the election. And God forbid he gets reelected. Well, with him, then we're in for one hell of a ride. He but, shouldn't be allowed to be reelected. He shouldn't even be allowed to be run again. How, how is that possible, Nathan? And, and this is the thing. Here, herein lies the conundrum. And the reason why there still needs to be a sense of urgency around elections and voting. And again, thank you, Nathan, for stepping up and taking on the, the position of elections manager because there are a lot there there is a, or are there is a lot of shenanigans going on with um voter rights Mm-hmm. In these red states, they I even saw um, where someone tweeted out, this is what happened when I went to vote in the primary in my state. And there was a picture of like a voting vote here. And then um, in the window, there was a sign that says, we are not accepting Democrats voting today. Um, we don't we're understaffed. No Democrats can vote here today. Just Democrats, eh? Just Democrats. This is why registering to vote is so important. This is why voting is so important. This is why knowing who is on the ballot is so important. This is why supporting people who support voting rights is so important. All these things come together. You know, we talk about politicians having power, being in positions of authority. The people are the ones that have the power. The people decide who gets to be in these offices every two years, every four years, every six years. This is something that people need to bear in mind, that voting is the most paramount thing you can do as an American citizen. And it has power. It is able to effect change. And you're right. This is one of the reasons that I accepted the role that I'm in now as judge of election, is that I think it's so completely critical that people make their vote, that they vote in primaries, in the general elections, and pay attention to who is running, because this is the future of our democracy, this is the future of the United States, and by extension, the future direction in which the free world will go. Yes. And then we have it. And, and, you know, if you are really frustrated with our government, vote or run. Get yourself in office. Vote or run and get other people to vote and run who you respect and trust. Absolutely. Representation matters. You know, uh, if we don't vote, if we don't run, we get Marjorie Taylor Greene, we get Lauren Boebert, we get Madison Cawthorn, we get Mitch McConnell, we get Lindsey Graham. That's what we get when we don't take the initiative and register and vote, the more registered Democrats there are, the more Democratic votes there will be, the more Democratic candidates will get elected. It's a progression, and it's up to us to do it. They are purging the rolls. They are changing the rules. In, in Florida now, you can't say gay in, in classes. Um, they are sending CPS on parents who support their transgender children in Florida? They are burning books. 
In Texas, that's, that, that, that's right. In Texas, now if you support your trans child, if you give your trans child affirming care, if you have a trans child, you're right. The Department of Children and Family Services will investigate your child's abuse. In Florida, Governor DeSantis is about to sign the Don't Stay Gay Bill, which is going to have terrifying ramifications for every gay child and teenager in the state of Florida. Uh, I just said this morning that the Don't Stay Gay Bill is harmful, it's toxic, and it's just plain wrong. And I don't know that I would want to be a gay person in Florida, but you know what? I say gay every day. And the children and teenagers in Florida should have the right to say gay and be living in their truth without fear of ridicule or repercussions. And this is something that people need to stand up and make a lot of noise about because it's only going to get worse. You're going to see anti-gay legislation, particularly in the Deep South, and it bears repeating that Florida, the site of the worst anti-gay massacre in American history, is now pushing forward with one of the most odious pieces of anti-gay legislation I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, we thought don't 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 ask, don't tell was bad. But this is even worse. And can you imagine being a trans child? Not only just the regular things that a trans child has to deal with and worry about with their families and friends and school and so forth and so on, but now your parents can be arrested damn near. You know, um, they're sending out CPS. You're thinking about your siblings. What about your younger siblings, you know, or or your special needs siblings that, you know, now – they're being placed at risk of being removed from the home. Right. It, it's, it's terrible. Folks it's disgusting. To be outraged, I'm outraged. And, and, you know, when we start criminalizing who we are as people, when we start criminalizing supporting people living in their authentic selves and their truth, and when we start saying that being LGBT is so gross and so disgusting that we do not want to mention in our public schools, we don't want our children learning about LGBT people. Some of these kids have two mommies or two daddies. Does this mean on family day they don't get mentioned or the teacher gets in trouble or our family uh, is excluded because we need to erase them from the public consciousness? You know, and, and getting back to voting, you know, people voted for Governor Abbott and Governor DeSantis People who voted for the legislators that made these bills happen. People who voted for the attorney general that said, we're going to investigate you for child abuse if you support your trans kids. So how do we undo that? Well, again, you've got to register, you've got to vote, you've got to pay attention to what's going on, because when you don't vote, this is what you get. And you said something very powerful, Nathan, too. You said that, you know, these laws or legislations are being passed. In the eye of the kids that are down there that have mommies and daddies, two daddies, two mommies, or two grandmommies that even may be, you know, um, in the community. And what it, it just, you have to reinforce what's being taught in your home, you know, because at the end of the day, politics, and yes, it does affect what, how we move as a society, but you also have to make sure that you are keeping a close eye 
on your children and what's being fed to them and also how they learn. And make sure you do a backup learning of that in your home because it's important that they understand what the truth is versus what is not the truth, let's just say. You know, um, we all sat and thought Columbus, you know, they made it very okay, and I'm just going to bring it and reduce it to say we all, they made it very okay to think Columbus discovered America, only to find out that he did not. So let's just not be stuck on what the law says. And, you know, because our kids are being fed this stuff, and they haven't, they're being confused, you know, in, in certain circumstances. And if we have same-gender loving folks, um, however you describe your love, you know, you need to make sure that you are having these conversations in your household as these changes occur. There's a lot of harm being done to LGBT children, trans, and, and their families. Yeah. So, you know, and if you know, if, you, if this is you and you're in one of these states that's doing these, these god-awful things, please, please, please talk to your children. Talk about what's going on openly. Let them know that it's not okay, you know, and... Um, We'll go from there. And and the one thing that um, each of these states and these lawmakers that are making these horrible laws, one thing, the one thing that they have in common is that, I'm sorry, I got to keep saying it because it's the truth. I cannot stress it enough. And I'm not, and it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, oh, you're just saying it because you're a Democrat. Oh, because you love Democrats. I don't love, love is a strong word because all of them got something going on. Okay, ain't no, no, not a one of them perfect. However, however, we are at a, a standstill, a, 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 a stress point where you look at this one particular group of people and you're saying, okay, they're just, they just are out to get us. Whether you be a person of color, if you're a woman, if you're gay, if you're trans, they are attacking us. And if you believe in democracy, they are kind of iffy on that shit right about now. Yeah, maybe Putin, maybe us. Maybe Putin, Putin, maybe Lincoln. I don't know. We don't, we, no, we can't, we can't tolerate that. We cannot tolerate that. The other, the other stuff. We can work and push, you know what I'm saying? We can push around, like, I don't like this law, so we can advocate. But this, we need to be firm as a people, as, as, a, as an American people of all races, of all sexualities, orientations, colors, ages, or whatever the fuck. We need to, we need to do something also. Now, I believe in the Second Amendment. Let me be clear about that. However... I also believe that there needs to be some sort of, you know, not just everybody needs to have a gun and an an automatic, you know? Like if you get an automatic rifle, you really need to be clear of mind. That's all I got to say about that, you know? Um, If I'm mad and all I have access to is a knife, I could get maybe a couple of people. I might kill one or two, but I'm not going to be able to kill 50 people in a shot. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. You know, we have a very severe gun proliferation problem right here in Philadelphia. Okay. We have shootings that occur here every day, almost every day. And sometimes there are even multiple shootings. And 
you know, to give you an idea, it's very, very easy to get a gun here in Pennsylvania. It's an open carry state. So, of course, what that means is people will say, oh, it's my Second Amendment right to carry a weapon that should be on the battlefield, not on Market Street. And we get the resulting consequences. So, again, what this comes down to is what are we willing to live with in terms of our conditions, our quality of life? If I'm going outside and the ground fire is light to moderate, and the bullets are flying, that's not very good for my physical or mental health, nor is it good for the health of anybody else in the city of Philadelphia. These are things that need to change, and again, they come with voting. Now, you said something very important. You said that not only do people need to vote, but people need to start thinking about running for office, and you know what? You're absolutely right. Representation matters. I'm a gay Democrat. I want to see lots of other LGBT Democrats running for office and being elected, because that's the only way we're going to prevent the kind of legislation we're seeing in Texas and Florida. Now, if you have a concern about gun violence, if you're living in a city where gun violence is a severe problem, one of the ways to fix that is to run and start voting for legislation that will make a change. You can help yourself, you can help your neighbors, you can help your children, you can give your children the right to grow up without being shot. So all of these things come together. They're all important, especially for communities of color, for LGBTQ communities, for anybody that is marginalized and cannot effectively fight back in today's political arena. Absolutely. And when white men start giving birth, that's when they should start worrying about whether or not people can have abortions or not. It's just, it's just, it's just so you got your hand. Do what you do well. Get your hands out of so many different pots you know nothing about. You know, you do not have the right to make any decisions where my body is concerned. That should be a group of women somewhere working that out. It's just, it's you know, just amazing. Just, it's just so messy and just for no reason. And the real things that we need, food, clothing, water, fresh food, things like that, get just tossed by the wayside. And it just doesn't make any sense. It's almost like I'm, hmm, I have to, just, I have to start an argument today. What can I start an argument about? Okay, okay, I know. As a male, I'm going to start talking about women's rights. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, is there you something? Really, it's who bruised my ego today. Basically. <laughs> who, who didn't allow me narcissistic tendencies? Who, who can I beat my chest in front of because I get no attention otherwise? Yeah, it's, who who doesn't think I'm I'm the ruler of the world? Let me fuck with them. Who can I, who can I make small so I can manipulate my way through this process? So I can feel big. Nathan, is there anything going on in our country, in our politics, in our government, in our world, um, that because the media is really, they're honed in on the Ukraine, is there something at home that we're missing that, that, you know, may be slipping by us? Because sometimes, you know, they sneak shit in. While we're not looking, while we're busy looking, they sneak it right in. So is there anything like that going on? Well, uh, among other things, the Supreme Court is taking up a Title VII employment discrimination case, which directly impacts the LGBTQ community, because the question before them is whether or not sex discrimination in, in the workplace is also interpretable to mean sexual orientation or gender identity. That's, they're, they're, listening, they're looking at three separate cases 
One of them involves a gay employee who was fired for his sexual orientation, and one involves a trans employee that was fired for their sexual orientation. And this is a case that the Supreme Court is working on. It's one of several momentous decisions for our community that will probably come down in June. And the reason that it's important, obviously, is does the Civil Rights Act of 1964 protect people in the workplace based on their gender identity or their sexual orientation? And this is something that we have to look at carefully because we have a 63 conservative majority in the Supreme Court. There are three of Trump's judges there. That's something we have to take into account. That does not bode well for our future and other cases that the Supreme Court will be looking at that deal with LGBT rights and issues of whether we should have full equality at the table. I can guarantee you sometime in the next couple of years, especially if the defeated former guy gets reelected, Lawrence v. Texas will be a case that ends up before the Supreme Court, and that will determine whether or not we as LGBTQ people are criminals again or not. So those are some of the things that have happened. In addition, uh, we were talking about consumer prices and the cost of getting from here to there and how do we deal with that in the midst of supply chain disruptions that have occurred as a result of COVID. So all these things kind of make the perfect storm come up. And in the meantime, our wages are not going up to accommodate these increased costs, but everything else is getting more expensive. And if you don't think, if you're renting, if you don't think your rent is gonna go up when your landlord or landlady wants to cover the cost of natural gas or utilities, that's gonna change. You're gonna pay a lot more for food because wheat production has been impacted globally because farmers in places like the Ukraine who should be growing crops are instead fighting the Russians. So. These are things that are coming together that are just beneath the radar because of the headlines that have taken our attention and focused it elsewhere. And what's interesting about this is that this Ukrainian thing was set up by the former guy, and Biden is going to take the hit because it's all coming to fruition under his administration. So prices are going up now based on shit that that guy did years ago. And this is what people, a lot of people don't understand it. People don't see it. And Javon, thank you for nailing that. That was my next thing I was going to say. Straight talk makes for a straight understanding. And Biden needs to address the American people by saying, just what Nathan mentioned here, excuse me, do we recall, I just want to, I want to refresh your memory, American people. And he needs to speak in very plain terms in a very spry way to the American people about what's going on right now. And see, that's what I think we're missing. We're missing the straight talk because what, he, what folks need to understand is that this was put in motion by the former president and all of the little points that we've just gathered here, you know, like really. But he ain't going to do that, Rez. And, and the reason why he's not going to do that is he's one of well, these, these old school guys that believe in taking accountability and not Putting, not throwing somebody else under the bus, even though they paved the road, drove the bus, and, and jumped under it. He's one of those that says, I'll take responsibility for where we are. But that doesn't help the cause. And like you said, a fact is a fact. Thank you. It, it would behoove him 
to be honest and come out. The other thing, though, is if and when, hopefully he does what you're saying, that you're suggesting, if and when he does that, then the right is going to go crazy, apeshit crazy over and say, oh, now you're trying to bl- blame him? Oh, no, And they're not no, going to, they're not, he will never accept responsibility. They will never accept that. And their people... Oh, yeah. What we're begging for is a now is an overview, right. an overview of well, how did we get here? In the name of David Bryant, an overview of where we are right now, and take it back from the beginning. And you don't have to spend if you target your point, you don't have to spend no more than ten minutes on it. You know, yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. We managed yeah. to encapsulate everything in less than that. Ten minutes to the pressure point, and then move it forward. Right, and he's also too nice to put his damn foot down and, you know, do some things like extend the the Supreme Court, expand it. He needs to just do that. There's just some things he just needs to do and stop trying to be Mr. I can negotiate, I can work with you, come on, we're family. No, do you see what what Putin is doing to his family? The Ukrainians are Russians. They're all the same people. You get to a point when things are beyond a negotiation, when you cannot negotiate with someone who is not well. It would. This is like this is like New York bombing South Carolina. Why would we do that? We got family down there. Well, Putin is not interested in negotiating or compromising because if he were, the invasion would have ended by now. Putin is only interested in conquering by military force. He wants to gain for himself by force what he could not gain by negotiation or compromise. That's why we are where we are. And to think about it in those terms, you have to understand that we don't see things through that lens. And when you say that, (coughs) excuse me, when you say that, Biden should become more vocal and say that this is something that my predecessor started, that this is something my administration has inherited. I will say this, that it has been a long-standing tradition amongst Democratic presidents to take the attitude that the buck stops here. That started with Harry Truman, and it has come down to Biden through a long line of Democratic presidents since. When the Bay of Pigs invasion happened and it failed, JFK did not run from that. He said, I am the responsible officer of the government and I will deal with it. This is what Democratic presidents have traditionally done. Now, if you take the former, the former guy and the way that he handled things where he wanted to blame everyone else but himself for his failures and take credit for whatever successes really weren't his, compare and contrast that with Biden, who is in office now, and how he is taking direct responsibility for the handling of his administration. I very much, Democrat or not, I very much am more comfortable with the latter. I feel you. I feel you. Um, Ms. Matthews, Mrs. Matthews asked a question about the vice president. Um, is he allowing or are they allowing the VP, Ms. Harris, to do more public speaking on this matter. I think, um, and correct me if I'm wrong right now, Nathan, what I've seen is that they are sending her to do work with NATO, um, yep. trying to convince them or, or figure out a way that they can help the Ukraine 
Um, yep. She's been doing a lot of advocating and what is it called? Um, hmm. Yes, she just did. She was in Poland. She just spoke in a, a very widely televised press conference in which she said the United States and NATO stand with Ukraine full stop, period. She just said that she was very, very to the point about that. And she has been doing quite a bit of traveling, uh, helping to keep the coalition of NATO countries unified and to make sure that the, what the United States is doing is in accordance with what our allies would like to see done. Yeah. And as a result, because um, it seems as though she's been very successful, um, there have been a lot more um, countries who were timid about lending help to the Ukraine have now started full force, um, not full force, but a lot more than they had intended to. They are assisting Ukraine, and she gets a lot of credit for that. Um, whether or not it's going to be all over the news that, you know, long live and hail VP Harris, that will never happen because the president um, historically gets credit for all of it or takes the blame for all of it. But um, from what what I've seen and heard myself, um, she's, she's doing a damn good job. Mm. So, okay, why hasn't the Ukraine joined NATO or the European Union? Ukraine has applied to join the European Union, and the European Union has indicated they will welcome Ukraine with open arms. NATO is another story. The reason that Ukraine has not yet joined NATO, there's two parts to that. Number one, in order to join NATO as a member, you must have a stable border, which Ukraine clearly does not have at this time. And number two, if Ukraine joins NATO, then the invasion, the war against Ukraine now, would cause NATO to invoke what is known as Article 5. And Article 5 imposes the duty on all the countries in NATO to come to the defense of any one member if it is attacked. That includes the United States. That would bring the United States into a direct confrontation with Russia. Of course, that would be World War III, and the consequences of that are too unthinkable to even consider. That's why Ukraine is not yet a member of NATO. However, in the Ukrainian constitution, there is a resolution saying that they will, at one point or another, join NATO. And one thing Putin has been very successful in doing is he has been very successful in uniting all the countries of NATO against him, something I don't think he expected because the defeated former guy led him to believe that NATO was too fractured to come together in such a resounding way. Yeah. Yeah, the former guy um, kind of brushed NATO off. We don't need to be a part of that. Because, and this is because he saw these dictators as the powerful people, the powerful countries that were dictatorships. What he did not understand is that the union of NATO and those alliances were the real and, and still at this point are the real power forces of the world. This is what makes the United States, one of the most powerful countries in the world, is our alliance with countries in Europe. So, and, you know, the world. But, you know, he, he just, 
seize these guys where inside their country nobody could speak bad about them personally. And because he's a narcissist, he wanted to run a country where nobody could speak bad about him personally and he could lop their heads off. He he was on some 15th century shit. Mm-hmm. And, and it's astonishing to me that... Oh, uh, Rezzy, I want to give you a hug. <laughs> that, you remind me of my inner self. You know, like, like, what in the how did we get here? It's just, I don't know. I mean, you know, it just, it just, it won't make any sense, but I'm glad it doesn't, you know. Um, it is... Um, Painful to watch. Yeah. People are dying, um, and this makes sense. How, you know? And a very, you know, I don't, I don't even want to wrap. It's too much brain power for me to wrap my head around all the pieces. You guys are great at that, but when I start to wrap my head around it, it still boils down to why, you know? It just still boils down to this is like be the worst of human behavior, you know? It still boils down to folks that didn't get what they needed in development you know, working it out at the expense of others. Yeah. You know, it just, it's down to all the fundamental things we as human beings need or don't need, you know, this greed, power, money pushing around. And just, we have, you know, when you come from a space that you believe in abundance and that there's enough for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's slapping up against my, 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 you know, when people start running around because money is their God, they're, they're, they're spiritually and mentally, deficient in so many areas it's weird to me it's really really weird to let me. me just say therese that this is pure evil they bombed a children's hospital they bombed a children's hospital how in the in how could that help your cause whatever your cause is whatever it is in the whole wide world bombing a children's hospital Nathan Putin is not worried about whether it helps his cause. He's interested in only one thing. He is interested in conquering the Republic of Ukraine, replacing President Zelensky with a puppet that is favorable to him and returning Ukraine as a satellite of the Russian Federation. That's it. He could care less where his bombs fall or where his landmines explode or who they kill. It's that simple. Hmm. Um, Misty says the EU said they would accept, but they haven't accepted them. And I would just add yet. In other words, they're eligible too. So they said that they would recently, and who knows what that entails. Um, let's hope that they they get them before. Um, it's too late because day to day, you never know when they may, God forbid, but they may capture um, Zelensky. If that happens, it's over. Yeah, it, it would it would be a crushing blow to the Ukrainian people and to the Ukrainian war effort. And this is one of the reasons why you see, you know, three assassination teams have been sent in to try and kill Zelensky already. And one of the things that's interesting is that there are Russians in the apparatus in the Russian Federation who have tipped off the Ukrainians and Zelensky security team about what is happening, and, and that's how he's been able to survive. But if they do 
succeed in assassinating President Zelensky. It would be a crushing vote for the morale of the Ukrainian people. However, I'm not entirely sure that it would end the war because I think that would just strengthen the resolve of the Ukrainian people yeah. to keep fighting and to yeah. fight even harder. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Now, here's the part that um, people don't are. It, it's so hard to be. It's not okay. So, talk about. Let me just say this. We have to talk about, and then we can go because it's already almost two o'clock, <laughs> right? So, we have to talk about the people of color trapped in Ukraine that are not being allowed on the trains out and that Poland and other neighboring um, countries and jurisdictions are not allowing the Africans and the black Ukrainians or students on visas or whoever they are um, refuge. Well, I'll begin by saying it does not inspire confidence in human kindness in me. I don't see anything that encourages me when people in the middle of an active war zone still find time for hatred and bigotry. That that really took me aback that here, here these people are trying to flee while the bombs are falling and the tanks are rolling into their country, and yet they still have time to express their hatred and their bigotry and their white supremacy in the midst of all this. And the fact that Poland is not letting these individuals in is concerning to me because some of these people trying to flee Ukraine, these people of color, are Americans. Mm -hmm. And you would think that they would want to admit the citizens of an ally. But that hasn't happened, as you mentioned. And I think it's incredible that this, number one, has not received more attention in the media, and number two, that it's still being allowed to continue. I'm surprised that no one, not the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, not the Secretary General of the United Nations, nor the ambassador of Ukraine to the United Nations has spoken up about this when it really needs to be addressed and, and, and corrected. Yeah, it's actually disgusting. Um, Misty said, Poland is not allowing them in while using anecdotes about the Holocaust, which is infuriating. And also saying, you know, oh, but, you know, um, we have to let the Ukrainians in because they look like us. They have blue eyes. They, they're um, uh, Christians. You know what? What you're saying is if Jesus was trying to get on the train, you wouldn't let him in on either. Because he don't look like you. I think that across the board, if if I was ever to become a missionary, I would uh, I would have to go to um, these these countries and teach them the truth, because they're ridiculous with this whole notion of Jesus being white. I, if nothing else, cut it out. Not knock it off. Knock it off. Yeah, yeah. white people were not living in the Middle Eastern desert 2,000 years ago. Look, we all know that. They know that, too. I don't know what the hell is wrong with these people. Stop it. Stop it. 
And if you well, you know, the old saying applies: we create our deities in our own image. That's what we do. Ooh, gotta say that now. It, it's just insane. It's just insane. And it's okay for them to believe what they want to believe. Yeah, you believe what you want to believe. However, do you want? I, I mean, maybe, maybe the the they, the Christian Bible the in in Poland speaks differently. But um, that picking people off based on the color of their skin is unchristlike. Very. So I I just don't get it. I just don't get it. It's stupid. It's stupid. And it's it evil. Is, and it's it evil. It's what parents have taught their children. And again, you brought up something, another salient point. You know, countries like Ukraine and Poland were the site of horrific, unspeakable massacres during World War II and the Holocaust. Right. These countries should be the very first to recognize that you cannot practice this kind of bigotry because what this kind of bigotry leads to is it's, what it's we dealt with 50 years ago, 60 years ago, 70 years ago during the Second World War. Hello. You know what? Those who fail to uh, remember are doomed to repeat. And, you know, you don't, you don't get the lesson the first time. You go, you're going you're gonna to keep having the lesson until, until you learn it. Yeah. And, and actually, some people rely on the memory lapse of others or just to forget that things happen conveniently when, you know, it's necessary when they're repeating the same thing. They're seldom doing anything that's new. They just recycle the same old stuff and apply it to new situations, you know, but the same old crap. Well, I'll give you a very, I, I think a very relevant anecdote from World War II when General Eisenhower's troops marched into Germany and liberated the concentration camps. One of the things the general did was he issued an order for everyone in the media, photographers, radio commentators, reporters, uh, cameramen, anyone he could find, and he had every soldier in every command in his army go through these concentration camps. And when the New York Times asked him why he did this, he said, because I know that some way, somehow, sometime, somebody is going to come along and say this never happened. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. And I keep telling people the way they're trying to throw out books and they they even have a hotline now for um reporting teachers for teaching CRT. Um in 200 years when we're all long dead and gone, they're going to have pictures of the the late Reverend Martin Luther King and he's going to be a blonde man with blue eyes. <laughs> so, there's going to be that. Uh, that's just what they do unless we get this shit straightened out now. Nathan, I want to thank you so much for your time and thank you everybody, Nathan. all the chatterboxes and YouTube to rest for hanging Always out with us you. for as long as you did. It's a quarter to two, baby. Listen, I thank you, Nathan. Thank you so much for being just who you are and keep up the good fight. You know. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. Everybody stay safe, stay warm, and have a wonderful rest of your evening, day, whatever. Peace. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Cy Smith, and you are in the basement with Javon and Therese. In the basement with Javon and Therese. In the basement with Javon and Therese. With the basement, hey, with Javon and Therese.
<laughs> Ooh, ooh, I dig that. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.